Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true and it is so good to have you back here with me. I'm so glad that you are continuing on this journey, day 75 of our 365-day journey. Today, as always, you join me, well, not as always, actually. I was going to say, as always, the scriptures are in the description on every platform, but today you join me in Auckland. And uh, I'm looking forward to being on the road again as of tomorrow, back out on the road and in a different part of New Zealand. But before we get there, though, we've got a whole day to go through today. So let's have a look at our scriptures and see what God wants. Oh, well, see what God is going to say to us and see what we're going to read today. Let's have a look. Psalm 34, 11 to 22, Luke 1, 57 to 80 and Numbers 4, 1, 5 to 10. So those are our scriptures that we're going to read today. Looking forward to getting into this and going deeper into God's Word. Before we go anywhere, though, let's talk brews. And today, we continue on our journey through the coffee of the world, mainly here in New Zealand. And we continue on with our Avalanche Melt, which we had yesterday as an espresso. It is their number four of all of their intensities. It's a medium to dark roast. It's on the darker side of the medium. And I loved it as an espresso. I didn't love it. I liked it as an espresso. I was a bit enthusiastic there. I didn't love it as an espresso. I liked it as an espresso. It was smooth. It was caramelly. So I'm interested to see today if this is going to give us any more of a flavor profile as a Chemex. Now, I am aware that I'm still getting used to the espresso machine. I'm not as confident, but I am more confident with the uh, Chemex because it's a lot easier to make. So let's see if we get any more flavor profile here. Oh, you want to know how I make the Chemex? That's a good, fair call. You might have forgotten. 20 grams of coffee beans ground uh, on a very coarse grind and 300 grams of water. So that is how I make it, and I let that brew. So let's see what we've got here today for the melt. Let's see if we can get any flavor out of this bad boy. Mmm. Mm, nothing. Little bit of caramel at the end. Yeah, look, I mean, it really just kind of is water. So if you're looking for a coffee that hydrates you, maybe this is the way to go. I mean, I don't know. I'm just really, I'm not like, yeah, I'm just not really vibing anything on this. Like a little bit of caramel at the end, but it's not enough for me to go, yeah, that's caramel. And it's not enough for me to go, yeah, that's really good. I... Honestly, I'm a little bit disappointed at this. I'm a little bit disappointed in the flavor profile, a little bit disappointed in how it tastes. Really average. Like, you could probably miss this one in terms of your Chemex. If you're a Chemex drinker, you could probably miss it. It's super light, though. It doesn't taste like a heavy coffee. It's probably the complete opposite to a Robert Harris, to be fair. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not feeling anything in this one. Honestly, I reckon you could give it a, give it a pass if you want. Give it a miss because uh, you're not missing out on much there. There's definitely no beer. If anything, it's a... Chihuahua that has no voice box. That's really that's really what this coffee is. So there you go. I said it. I said what I said. There you go. Let's have a look at our devotional for today and get into the reason why we are here. What does salvation mean to you? Salvation by its definition means freedom. God has sent his son to set you free. And when we say that he is our savior, what we're saying is that Jesus has set us free. It's God's desire for us that we would live in and out of that freedom every single day. In our psalm today, it's stacked with guidance and promises to anyone who's feeling stuck, restricted, limited, limit, limited, limited, or held back. In other words, if you're not living in freedom, then this is a psalm for you. 
Fun fact about this particular psalm is that Peter actually quotes this psalm in one of his letters later as evidence of the life that we should live as people who are free because of Christ. The important thing to remember is that when we're not feeling free, it's this, is that the Lord is with those who saves. He, he, he's, he's, he's with us. He's with us. Verse 18, that's what he says. He's that, it, it, that it's the Lord who saves. Sorry, it's the Lord who saves. That's what it says in verse 18. It's the Lord who saves, not us. So when we're not feeling free, we can't save ourselves. We have to rely on the Lord. We can't do anything to find freedom other than to accept, repent, and release our struggles to the Lord. God is our rescuer. The psalm, the psalm tells us who God is and what he does for us. It, it says that his ears are attentive to your cry, that the Lord hears, that the Lord delivers us from our troubles. The psalm is also well uh, weighted well, that there will be troubles, but in all of them, God promised to, promises to deliver us all. God promises to be close to the brokenhearted. The challenge for us is to accept this and believe it even if we don't feel it. The truth is, is even if we don't feel like God is a good father and we don't feel like he is here, he is a good father. He's a man of his word and he always, he is always there every single time. I'm, I'm struggling to get this out of my mouth today and that's okay, but I, I guess the principle of what I'm saying from the psalm is that God is there for us even when we don't feel it. God is there. He will deliver us from all of our troubles. It might take some time and he might allow us to walk through them to get stronger in our faith and to get that uh, discipline and that strength in us. But God will deliver us from everything that we face because he is a good God and a good father. The word, uh, the world that Jesus, sorry, and, and John the Baptist was born into was a hostile one. God's people were suffering oppression at the hands of Roman rule. They were surrounded by darkness and death. With everything that was within them, they longed for liberation and for someone who would do the liberating. They were looking for freedom from sorrow, death, and suffering. Zechariah was the father of John the Baptist. We talked about that yesterday. And symbolically, some believe that his silence was more significant than in him just not being able to speak. Maybe this was more a sign that the end of the silence of the prophetic was upon us. Watch as his mouth was opened. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and he began to prophesy. Here's the encouragement. If you've been experiencing silence, struggle, or restriction like Zechariah, when it ends, expect to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to see new things in the spirit realm. For Zechariah, he began to prophesy about the salvation that was coming through Jesus. Our lives are always reminded of the salvation we experience through freedom when we find relationship with Jesus at the end of silence and struggles. I'm not sure if that made sense. So I'm going to just say that one more time. Our lives are always reminded of the salvation we experience through the freedom we find in relationship with Jesus at the end of silence and struggles. In Zechariah's prophecy of Jesus, he lists what Jesus would bring us freedom in. He says that he'd bring us freedom from fear, to serve God, to be holy, to be righteous, and from death. I want to encourage you to always remember these things in your struggle, that in Jesus there is freedom from it all. What we do with our freedom counts. Do we, in our freedom, consume or do we contribute? God in your freedom has a role and responsibility for you. In Numbers today, we see the importance of every member of the community playing their part. Each group of the community had a role to play and a responsibility to carry. Now, I'm going to butcher these names, but let's give them a go. The Kohathites, the Jeharonites, and the Merarites, those guys, 
they were all aged between 30 and 50 years old, and they all came to serve. See, we see that God assigned individual specific tasks. Just like today, God has assigned roles and responsibilities to all of us. No matter what our age is, God has assigned these roles and responsibilities to all of us to give us something to do within the church. God had uh, set Israel free. Now, remember in Exodus what it was all for. It wasn't just so they could get to the promised land. It wasn't just so that they could struggle in the wilderness. It wasn't just to establish the nation of Israel. It was to worship God. That's what it was all for. Now, for the community, they had found their freedom, and the test is what they would do next. Now, up until now, up until the book of Numbers, we've seen that they haven't had a great track record, have they? They haven't done well at worshiping God, and they haven't done well in their freedom. But now they have the tent of meeting. They've established the tent of meeting. They've gone through Leviticus. They've, they've, they've established law. They've established the covenant with God. And now they have a responsibility to serve in their freedom while they worship. This is what God has for us in our freedom, right? He wants us to do two things. He wants us to worship Him and to serve Him. And in doing so, we remain in a sustained place of freedom. When we drop our worship and when we drop our service, we see our lives beginning to drift away from the core of who God is. So ask yourself, am I worshiping Him currently? And am I serving Him currently? And if the answer is no to one of those, get it sorted so that you can live from a sustained place of freedom. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today, Psalm 34, 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I think one of the hardest things in life is to try and wrestle with the reality of where God is in a state of broken heart. God is close to you. He is close to you. Okay, I want to encourage you. He is close. He will save you if you're crushed in spirit. Be encouraged today. He is close and he is willing to save. And that is it for today, day 75 on The Daily Brew, done and dusted. Thank you so much for joining me. Excited tomorrow to be out on the road. Looking forward to getting out into the big wide world and seeing what God has for us as we continue on our journey. Hey, I want to encourage you that if you haven't done so already to read these scriptures, to study them, to seek them out in the Bible and to really draw what God is saying to you out of it. I pray God is speaking to you and that you're having a great time just like I am. Come back tomorrow for another day here on The Daily Brew. It'll be day 76. Looking forward to seeing you. It is the start of your day. Have a great rest of your day. Unless, of course, it is the end. Have a great sleep. Good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you tomorrow back here on The Daily Brew.